the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. She's making herself pretty, you guys, <laughs> for the Facebook Live shot today. I just have to make sure my hair's not frizzy. All right. So you know. Val Emmons is here. She's in the studio. I'm uh, Elizabeth. Check out your uh, text. I just sent you a text because I sent you something about 3 p.m. is not today. <laughs> Okay, so whoopsie! I just sent that. Okay, Dave so. had a vowel moment. I did. I well, I. That's why what you answered back to me just didn't make any sense to me. Well, you said I'm going to be by myself. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're on Thursdays. You know, I was totally confused by <laughs> by what was going on there. Something so, got missed in that yeah, translation. I, I did. I I did not know that you were talking about May. Do you know, as a communication major, yes, which is my degree, yes, people often get aggravated because I'll repeat things. You got to, and plus because I have kids. I've What'd had you say, Val? See, see what I'm talking about. She said, "There's a bell." <laughs> I'm sorry, why are you repeating yourself, Dave? There, there's a bell tone uh, hearing aid seminar tomorrow. <laughs> are you going? Are you going, Russ? <laughs> What was that? Did you say you're having a vowel movement? No, it's not about hearing it. It's not about hearing it. It's about understanding the message. Okay. Because if you I don't got hear, the message, I heard. No, 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 no. You, I heard you read, honor ride. You read. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, honor ride, guys. I'm talking about you right now. But no, the thing about it is, is that people get aggravated when I repeat myself. But I'm doing it to make sure that they understood what exactly it was that I was saying. That's not what they get but aggravated see, you, about. Not hearing me, but understanding you got to understand or there's no what a guy hears when he hears you say something more than one time. <laughs> he hears nagging. That's exactly what's being heard. All right. I'm just... It, it just goes with the territory. But it's a habit because, I, like I said, I'm communications... We have to make sure you understand the other side of the conversation or it's not a conversation. Just as long as you're not telling me that I need to be in touch with my uh, feminine side. No, I'm not going to make you wear but a pink now hat. you probably just say I need to be in touch with my gender fluidity side. Oh, I don't even know what that if, means. If, if there's a side to it, I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Moo. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. That's yeah, what we hear. It. All right, so the president, a lot of people giving him crap about wanting to have the uh, the guard down on the border. I don't have a problem with it. I'm all about it. I Why mean, look, not? Bush did it. What what else are they doing? It's been done several times. It's not like everybody treats whatever President Trump does as though it's the first time it's ever been done. It's not recreating the wheel, folks. No, he's not been recreating the wheel. It's but the he's doing end it. of he's, the he's world as back. we know it. What, what are you saying? It's the end of the world as we know it. As the Democrats R-M. did a lot of times, and and some of the, you know, institutionalized, and I use that word just the way I just said it, Republicans. Well, the thing about it is, is that eight years of Obama, we've forgotten the things that conservatives actually did when they were in office. Mm-hmm. And that happens. That's why we have history books, folks. 
That's why we have history books. Here. Because you go back and you see the things we've already done. Except they don't teach it. Right. Well, I have they teach real, it the way they I want got a really it. nice uh, email today from a teacher down in Dumas. All right. Who said, you know, I get tired of hearing people say that all teachers are liberals. That's true. They're not. And uh, he said, now, Dave, you don't do that. You say there's a lot of them out there that just screw up everything and, and, and the truth. And he says, on that, you are correct. He said that he's a veteran. Uh, he did a tour overseas uh, during Iraqi freedom and a few other things and made the statement that every day he goes to school and he tries to teach the truth. So I just sent him back a real quick uh, note just saying thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you for standing for the truth. Yours in liberty, Dave. Thanks for teaching our kids the way yeah. things actually well, are standing as opposed for truth. to the... Because I will tell you, the history teachers, for the most part, not saying everybody, I'm not going to paint with that broad of a brush, but I'm going to be, I'm going to paint with a pretty broad brush here. You don't start with American history for the most part until Vietnam. Mm. And even now we're getting away from that. Uh, very little talk about what happened with the Marshall Plan and things of that nature after World War II. Uh, I mean, the stuff that's going on with China right now. Been there. We can take you back to the 70s and the late 60s. We've been there with Japan. The exact and same thing. And look what thing. happened. You know? No. Yeah, look what happened. But look, look where is. I remember hearing everybody tell me back when I was in high school. You know what the, the, they were saying? The number one uh, second language you should know, you should know was Japan. It was Japanese. Or Japanese. Japan. They, you were supposed to learn Japanese because they were taking over the economic climate of the world. But now I love Japanese people. Well, Do you know I've the always most, loved them. I mean, I've never had anything about them. They're the most people. When they had the tsunami over there, they waited in line and actually paid for their goods after everything was in disarray. Where we're looting in the streets, well, you know, and dis- I mean, yeah, but here's, but the, 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 here's the, the point I'm trying to make. No, I know, though. I know. I just okay, want to, I just want to make sure that everybody understands what I'm saying. This thing that's going on with China, mm-hmm. we went through this with Japan, and everybody was saying, "Well, you know, Japan's taken over." They haven't taken over yet. No. In fact, their economy is stagnant right now. I think they're now. too nice. They're having bad problems. No, they're not nice. I know. Just <laughs> you, you see my... They're taking, you know, <laughs> they're not, uh, they're, they didn't take over like everybody thinks. I don't believe that the Chinese will take over. Everybody thinks they're going to take over. I as, think they're going to cause l- havoc. As long as people will do like Trump is doing and is now calling them out for these breaking of the rules in our trade agreements. Nobody's done that. Everybody's been, like, afraid of them. Of course, the reason they're afraid is they were buying up a ton of our debt. That's what I was going to say. What happens when they ask for their debt due? Well, here's the key. Or our debt due. Well, go ahead and ask for it. And we tell well, you. Well, just print it you know, and give it to okay, you. <laughs> okay, look, you can ask for it. We don't have the money. What are you going to do about it? Mm. What would happen in that situation? There'd be very little that could happen. I mean, yeah. I'm just telling you. Would, very we, would our rating, our standard and poor rating go down? Yeah. I, <laughs> How would that? It would be, a, look, the whole world would have to turn against the United States. Don't think that will happen. If I do not believe that the world wants their master, so to speak, to be China. Yeah, no. 
Oh, heck no. <laughs> Be like going back to Mao Zedong. Everybody's thinking about that. thinking about Mao. Not a good thing. No. Not a good thing. But anyway, uh, that may, we might turn that into a four-hour show one day about China. For what would the world understand. look like as China yeah. as the number one world power? Yeah, we'd have to change the song. I'm, I'm, what, what was it going on? I'm going Japanese. Was that the? I'm I going think I'm going. Japanese, you know, you know, I'm, I need some. <laughs> I have to turn it to Chinese. I mean, just think about it. They can. They can't like Taiwan. They want to be a demo- democracy. They can't. They're still owned by China, basically owned. I say owned because China still gets taxes from. I mean, they still are under China's control. Well, not completely. Not, not com- but they, not anywhere uh, like they. But used they're not to be dissolved. The- from well, China. Well, well, they are yeah, still a part of they, China. Well, they are, in their mind, they're not in China's mind. Right. All right. China's because most everything's still, made in Taiwan. You're still, you're still part of China. Taiwan says, don't think so. But look around. Do you see anything with the sticker? Like, I look at stickers, like, all the time. Like, me and my mom were in Hobby Lobby. Oh, you're, and, oh, oh, you're since we're talking Taiwan. about China. Since we're talking about China, I have a beef with Hobby Lobby. Okay. How are you going to sell our American flags, our American Fourth of July stuff with "Made in China" stickers on it, people? Oh, that's been going on for a while. I know time. it, but it's disturbing and it's disgusting how China makes so much money off of our patronage to our country. A lot of that's why can't we make that I'm stuff here? I'm just telling you, a lot of that should go away if we get fair trade and free trade. My whole thing is, I have nothing against free trade. But I want you to live by the rules mm-hmm. of the agreement for the free trade. China does not. China is stealing people's uh, intellectual property left and right. You know, the do we talked about this yesterday with Curtis Ellis. He was on the show with me. He was former ad- advisor on uh, trade with uh, Donald Trump. And he, he was telling the, the, the story about to do business in China now for a company to go over there and, 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 wor- and work and work quote, get the cheap labor or whatever that they're looking for, they must now allow a similar company in China to work beside them. And he says, and what, and, and what happens in this is that the similar company steals, takes the blueprints and the information for the patents from the uh, drawer where they're stored and takes them to the back door and, and gives them to yep. somebody else, another Chinese person, who then goes out using government money to start another business that is 100% Chinese. And then boots out the... And, well, well, this is how they boot them out. They don't just say, you got to leave the country. Don't do that. That would be too obvious, all right? You got to be you got to be deceptive in what you do like the Chinese are. And he and they Always. go and they go in and then they because they're subsidized so heavily by the government, they can sell everything way under the American company, forcing them out of business. And then the Chinese company is the only company they're making the product, and they raise the price. Then and that's when they start making their money. I just I refuse to buy anything else if if I'm aware of it. Like I had this beautiful thing at Hobby Lobby that. It said, we don't call 911 in our house, and it had guns on it. Yeah. I turned it over, and it was made in freaking China at Hobby Lobby of all places. The reason I go to Hobby Lobby is because they're American. 
They call the wrong number. It was very aggravating, and I put it back. And I will not buy anything if I see the tag. You missed my joke. I'm just aggravated. Okay, anyway, move on from this. Aggravation. I I, I didn't mean for us to get into a long discussion (laughs) about China. Because, Dave, look, Fourth of July is coming up. They're putting all this Fourth of July stuff out, right? Everywhere. Dollar Tree. Stop. They're putting all the Fourth of July stuff out. That's the next big big holiday. Uh, Memorial Day. Well, maybe that's what the flags are for then. Okay. Maybe that's something. But it's say it's got. They haven't you know, commercialized Memorial Day yet. Yeah. No, I think it's all Fourth of July stuff. But well, that's true. They just want to forget about all those right, guys. Right. Right. But the thing about, right it about it is, that. is that you go to all these places to celebrate our country, and yet everything that you purchase and put in your yard, it says, "I look for the Made in America" stickers because they're huge. I'm not. But if you go to the back of the little sticker, it says "Made in China." I'm like, stop supporting no China by buying the crap that the people make over there cheaper. No. And not only that, what what the EPA is letting slide through from China that you're having in your house, on your lawn. I mean, they could be also, I will go as too far as to say, what if they have little microchips in these things and they're listening to what Americans say? So here's a question. Like qu- back in the day when they did in Japan. Here, here's a question for you. Are, are they saying that the product was made... In China, or manufactured in China, or or did it say the sticker was manufactured? No, in China? <laughs> no, the product, smart Alec. <laughs> but look, <laughs> all this stuff, like a Dollar Tree, of course, it wouldn't be a dollar the if it was made here. There. But I'm just saying, why are you, we give them enough for our fireworks and stuff for Fourth of July? Well, they make the better they make, fireworks. They give make them credit. More money, but every five bottle rockets doesn't work. They've been making but- them for for, <laughs> for millennium. I'm just saying. Stop. They're getting their two cents worth. No, they're getting billions <laughs> worth on our on the backs of our Independence Day celebration. Five hundred billion dollar trade deficit. That's why it's so important what the president is doing right now. It, re- it really is. If the Chinese were forced, and maybe the president is ser- serious enough to get it moving that way, at least that they are following the rules. Because I believe in free trade. But I also believe that you you got to have trade that if you've drawn up a contract, that the contract must be enforced as well. Uh, I would call that fair uh, trade as well. I mean, I know nothing in the world is fair, but I, I think that everybody gets it. the opportunity to fairly do free trade, okay? And and you, you work by the rules. Uh, if we can get them to that, you'll find that what China does is not that – you don't save that much money. And especially now when companies are going over to China and they're talking to these American companies and say, you have to run your company like a Chinese company now. And mm-hmm. that's happening now. We had uh, who what we had what three different guests during CPAC about that, wasn't it? For us we had three people come on talking about all the problems with doing business in China now. And one of them Bolton. being what we just talked about. When Ambassador Bolton talked about it. Yeah. And Curtis Ellis. Or I'm not, know, is he Secretary of State too. now? Yeah, Secretary of, like, not Secretary two, no, of Defense. D- d- Department security. Of, yeah, security. DSA. Our national security. I and I'm having Bolton there is a godsend. I mean, to be honest, what Trump is doing as far as defense goes is putting together a team like Reagan had. Right. It's amazing what he's doing. And well, it's a he good had thing. to boot out the folks. 
I mean, you got to, okay, you, gotta, when you take something booting, over. He's booting, the, he's booting the, go, the globalist stuff. Right. I mean, you didn't. he didn't take over from, say, Reagan or Bush or another GOP. He took over from a far left Satan. liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it well, like it is. Well, that was Hitler, but Satan. Um, so he took over from Obama. So of course, in the beginning, he has to figure out who goes where and who needs to go where, and you don't got much to pick from from the people that are there now, or you know, when he took office. So of course, you have to go through. And I, I knew that these people would be flying in and out, like because you have to know who fits right. And Trump is a businessman. Yeah. He runs. He is running things like he runs a business. If somebody's not cutting it they're gone right you that's, get that's termi- the way it should be you get your termination papers this is exactly right all right let's get a quick break in val's here we got a lot of things that we can talk about during the course of the show today uh we're going to spend a lot of time today on immigration and uh, guy benson will be with us with a piece of audio in a minute i want you to hear this because he makes the argument that Anything that Trump does is always treated as something that is abnormal and crazy. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. It's 101.1 FM, The Answer. The world today seems absolutely crackers. With nuclear bombs to blow us all sky high. There's fools and idiots sitting on the trigger. It's depressing, and it's senseless, and that's why. I like Chinese. I like Chinese. They only come up to your knees. Yet they're always friendly and they're ready to please. Not going to be doing any uh, Chinese stuff, but they'll be doing Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. You know, that'll be absolutely during the Japanese stuff. Domo arigato. Secret, secret. I got a secret. (laughs) What? Domo arigato? Domo arigato. Just listening to her. She's singing right from the album. Pretty good. I'm old. I I saw them in concert doing that. Uh, at uh, the Astrodome back in, I think, 83. Astrodome doesn't exist. Soon I won't either. But <laughs> <the> box- <laughs> You mean they haven't imploded that thing yet? Yeah, it's gone. Well, are you talking about Dave or the Astrodome? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the Astrodome. So, yeah, they played, Santana played. It was one of those um, mountains of rock tours or whatever that they had down in Texas. And uh, my buddy recorded them for the air force and i recorded joan jett 
who at that time was just really kicking her career going you know with the uh, i love love rock and roll roll. yep so but yeah that was that was a lot that was a great show i wonder if they're going to bring any of that with them i wish they'd bring joan jett oh my goodness no not bring joan will they bring some of their some of their show yeah yeah have you ever seen joan no joan all right don't forget that conventional wisdom says you should delay claiming social security to maximize your benefits but that strategy today may not be the right one. It could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars. There's a lot more to uh, claiming your Social Security benefits than you know. Your decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums, ultimately costing you tens of thousands of dollars in your lifetime benefits of Social Security. Possibly more, to be honest, depending on you know, where you sit on the uh, monetary chart. Learn how you could avoid this with a free customized social security review from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. David's uh, published uh, author. He's got uh, a couple books out. He's the host of the David Lucas show. He does that right here on 101.1 The Answer. So if you've saved $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers right now to schedule your free uh, review that he'll do for you. All you have to do is call right now at 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. Again, 501-653-6690. Okay, so we were talking uh, a little bit uh, about Joan uh, and uh, Joan Jett puts on just a heck of a show you know i don't know have they ever brought her here to little rock i don't remember but i love Joan. i don't remember uh recently i know she's been in memphis oklahoma city and dallas but not here i don't recall and it would seem like if if she wanted to come here it'd be pretty easy to to get her on an off day going between one of right. those some of those cities right there so let's hope that she gets here because you know as much as I love Chicago and Sticks and Ario Speedwagon and Def Leppard and all, you know, folks, most of those groups, it's like one or maybe two of the original people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think that's of, what I hated about Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago, I don't know. Peter Cetera just was Chicago. Well, well no, not really, but I that's okay. That. I mean, you, you heard him on a lot of the music, but Robert Lamb sang just as many songs as he did I know, and but I didn't wrote like most of them. <laughs> and then you had, you know, you got Walter Pater, uh, Perizator uh, and, and some of the others, but you know, Seraphin and the drummer percussionist and all that, he's I guess gone now. A lot of them have left. What, what you liked. Yeah. A lot of them left. Yeah. I mean, Sintira went on, thought he was bigger than Chicago. Never proved it. Mm-mm. Never happened for him. Mm-mm. Uh, did that one song with Amy Grant. That was a big hit. But uh, other than that, he left his bread and butter uh you know to be honest uh i'm trying to think of the guitarist uh that uh shot himself um kath who's uh the lead guitarist for chicago on you know the first couple of albums and i mean scorching guitar just really good really really good yeah he was playing with the gun he didn't mean to shoot himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> playing with playing with the gun, shot himself wow. in the head, and 
Russian roulette, maybe? I do, no, I was talking to uh, Peter about that. I did a show with Chicago for Armed Forces Radio, and he was sitting on the other end of the couch when it happened. Oh, my God. And said he was just goofing off and killed himself. That's why you don't goof around with guns. That's, well. Or anything like that. That's what my daddy always told me, at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, was was it Terry Kath, I think, was his name? Which is sad. Well, we have Google boxes right in front of Because I really, I really got to tell you, they did not, he did not. Uh, after they he they lost him, I, they never had a guitarist like that again. To be honest with you, so now you know they've lost most of their original members. I don't know who the original members still are for Chicago. It's like it's like going to see the Temptations. Okay, there's none of the original Temptations. Right. You know, you want to see the original. You know, Terry Cass. Yeah, Terry Cass. You want you want you want some people to, you know, be up there that sang really were the ones that made the music so uh, bring in joan i mean she's in she's in the rock and roll hall of fame now come on mm-hmm. please 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 it took too long to get her in there to be honest you know she's been playing for a long long time you know who she started the with Runaways. right yes heck yeah with lita ford yeah another um, great guitarist i love lita ford jerry curry yeah sherry yeah man that that those that right there was the epitome of female if, badass. If they if they had had a good manager well, instead if, of yes, Kim Polly, yes, if he wouldn't have been such a yeah, ugh. yeah, you almost said it, but that's okay. Uh, the bottom line is, and he was, and he he abused those mm-hmm. those girls. I mean, Joan was the oldest at that point. I think she was late twenties, early thirties, and everybody else was like. They're very early twenties, yeah. young. And Lita Ford, who I I think has not gotten her due, because um, that girl can play. Man, she's amazing. When when her her big claim to famous Kush, uh, Ozzy doing with Ozzy, but uh, man, she can play. But the the female guitarist that played with uh, Michael Jackson, I can't I think of her, her last name. Oh, I think she was incredible, incredible. But if you if you, you mean ask, Prince? No, no, not with Prince. Cheryl Crow. No, not Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow was in a a scorcher on the guitar. Not with Michael she's, Jackson. She's the one that she only uses one, you know, square of toilet paper. Apollonia was the one with Prince. Yeah, Apollonia, was awesome. and she moved on, yeah. and she's a preacher now. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I'll find out what. That lady's name. Well, it's good to know that you paid attention to the female artists back in the day, too. Dude, I have been a champion of women for many, many years. I won my, I won the the, the best coverage in uh, the United States of women's sports from the Women's Sports Foundation back in 1984, 85. I thought you were going to say like 1774. Uh, yeah, that's about no. right. <laughs> the sever- you See, that's why I, you know i i <laughs> well, I, I did my thing of shaving my head because i want to wear my powdered wig again but yeah no <laughs> oh, I, I, just, I would die if they went back to I me mean, seriously it's um i'm trying to think i won that 1984 and i did I, I won it on doing women's fast pitch softball that's cool because i called men i called men's basketball i'm 
called men's football. I called, you know, high school baseball. And I said, man, why aren't we calling high school women's basketball? I have a question. Yes. On the fast pitch softball. Yes. Why do they look so weird when they do that? Well, when they're pitching? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's... It's It's like they're pulling their arm out of their socket. Well, that, but that, I'm going to tell you what, that is a more natural move for throwing a ball than... A male throwing, be a pitcher, and throwing overhand. It doesn't look it, though. No, it is. It's much more. <laughs> it but looks it's, like it's painful. It's, it's, no, it's less It's less stress on your shoulder by a long shot. And then they get that chicken hop going on where they come. Where they, well, that's what it's called, the right. chicken hop. chicken hop. It huh? comes off of, when they're coming off the rubber, you know, by the time they let that ball go, hop, hop, hop. they're right at the edge mm-hmm. of the circle where that goes around the mound. And uh, it's amazing how fast they throw that ball that's crazy i mean really I that anyway oh enough about that but i i've always thought women should get equal treatment uh on anything if you if you got the talent you get the you get the, the nod you know it's funny you say that because over easter um the my nieces my four nieces were over Whew, let me just tell you, I slept for a day after they left. <laughs> I was exhausted. You told me how to, they, they, I was exhausted. They, they crazy. I forgot how it was like having little kids around. And How uh, old are they? Seven and under. Well, they are little kids. Right. Okay. And so we went to my, my son's house, and you know, they have their jam room because they're musicians. And all the girls wanted to do was play on the drum set. And my little brother was like, oh, I was like, come on now. One of these four girls are going to be a drummer. <laughs> the odds are with you. Going to destroy your ears, though. Exa- oh, man. I, I, I had to destroy my ears. My son was a drummer. Yeah. And it was horrible. I will just tell you, it was awful. But now, I love it. I love to hear him play now. After we got through all the... Because, you know, when they first started, they didn't sound very good at all yeah. together. Sound like but a garage band. That's right. And, well, it was worse than that, Dave. It was just absolutely horrid. But I just... I would leave for an hour and let him practice, you know, go outside and go for a walk or something. But or then put headphones in, and then it just didn't bother me anymore. But now that they have rhythm and they know how to do it, you just have to get through that part of it. But those girls... I was like, I'm like, why don't you have a girl band right now? You, know, you got four little girls. Yeah, <laughs> what they say. And they're like, hmm, I don't know. Because yours can take it. I'm going. I'm going to say doing. something that Eric Eric Johnson said the other day on Facebook. I was reading one of his posts, and he was right. Guitar driven rock and roll at this time is almost virtually dead. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. It's all synthesized. Yeah, it's, it's all... It's sad. Like, you know, my son, what what impresses me most about my oldest son who plays the guitar, and, and he plays the bass too, but the guitar, you know how a lot of folks use the pedals and the pads and the mm. wah? He uses nothing, and he's amazing. Like, I just love to sit and listen to him play guitar. And not the acoustic either. I'm talking electric, metal, rock and roll. Like like uh, Satriani or um, Lita Ford, even you know, even the things. I mean, like Satriani was is is amazing, and and my or um, to me, he's just amazing. But my son can play without all those pedals and without all those uh, things. Just a guitar. Give him a guitar and an amp, and he's just it's crazy how he does. And with the bass, he's like a little Cliff Burton. Okay, it's so- insane. I was talking about the guitarist, Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. 
Who is that? She was, uh, she was uh, working with him during his This Is It, getting ready for the concert when he died. When he died. The yeah. na- okay, so the most recent. And or, Orithai, O-R-I-A-N-T-H-I. She's from Adele, Australia. Don't. You never heard her? Mm-mm. Don't know where Russ went off to. <laughs> uh, Zach, are you over there? If he's over there, I'll get him over there. He's not over there either. There's Zach. Zach, do me a favor. We've just got like whoever today. Would, would you go on uh, <laughs> YouTube and look up, got a pencil? Here's the name. O-R-I-A-N-T-H-I. Or a thoughty? Yeah, take a look for her and and li- just take a listen to a a pe- well here. Which one of her songs that she's known for? Well, I don't, I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't know that he had. Uh, look for uh, a song called "Shut Up and Kiss Me." Hmm. That's what the song's called. And just how kinda, romantic, just Zach? Kinda, just kinda, no, I'm not talking to Zach. <laughs> Just go ahead and, and kind of kind of run through that a little bit and find where she's breaking loose on a guitar solo because I want people to hear her. She's really, really special. While we get ready to do that, let's take a break for Safari Pets, 808 West Main and Cabot. So you, get, you tune into my show and we'll start chasing rabbits. It's not hard to get me to chase a rabbit, especially when it comes to movies or music. Speaking of music, I'm going to chase another rabbit real quick tomorrow. Starting at 3.30. (laughs) Tomorrow, starting at 3.30, I'm going to have Rooster Boy, Michael Ship on with me, along with uh, Steve Hester. Two of the best blues guitarists here locally. I thought, I wanted to be in on that. Well, if you want to come in tomorrow, come in. Are they going to have a battle? No, they're just going to come in here and and play together. Okay. This is going to be awesome tomorrow. This is going to be fun tomorrow. And I want you to do you got her? You got some music by her? Here we go. Turn it up. Yeah. Gotta love this, man. He's awesome. And go in and look at some of the stuff that they've got on video of her and Michael working together. <laughs> I wish he had lived long enough to go out and do that concert. I really do, because they had some stuff planned that was just incendiary. All right, don't forget about Safari Pets, 808 West Main and Cabot, 501-628-0067, safari-pet.com. They have everything you need to take care of your pet or your pets, and they got their anniversary sale coming up. It's going to be on Saturday, April 14th. We're working things out, so I'll be out there uh, doing a show and uh, telling you about all the great uh, gifts that they have and great sales that they have. Make sure you stop by and buy something now. Get yourself one of the cards. Uh, they'll give you give you 50% off of an item. 50% off. You can save a lot of money with 50% off. All happening on the 14th at Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. All right, back with you. I was just uh, 
Gould and Val. <laughs> on on I, I played this cut from uh, some of the stuff that they they were rehearsing with this guitarist and uh, Michael Jackson, and they were doing "Beat It." She was killing it, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, Truly. I'm just saying we all missed something because that didn't happen. That would have been special on stage. There's no doubt about it. You know, Michael Jackson might have been one of the weird people in the world, and I don't think a lot of us would argue that he was not strange in many ways. He was pretty strange. I mean, he grew up in Gary, Indiana, right next to – I was born in Gary and then uh, went to high school in Highland. He played at my senior prom. The Jackson Five. What? Did. Yeah, played at our senior prom. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, uh, intro. Yeah, this one. That, yeah, I mean, we're going back to Rock and Robin for that. But uh, he was so talented. I don't know. Sometimes I think that people that are really, really, really talented, you know, like myself, are weird. Uh, <laughs> are weird. <laughs> they're weird. Because I get called weird all the it's time. It's strange. I mean, they're thought to be strange at times. But here's the bottom line. He. I don't think he could keep straight in his head all the thoughts that he had about what he wanted to do mm-hmm. musically. One last story. I was in New York City. I was at uh, this brand new place that wanted us to do, at, for Armed Forces Radio, wanted us to do a story and get it out to the troops so that they were t- they would tune in on Armed Forces um, television. Mm-hmm. And it was a place that was called MTV. Wow. And so we went over to, to meet with them, and I met JJ and Martha Quinn and all the, the first VJs. And it was so interesting uh, talking uh, to them. But uh, one of the, the the big dudes comes up to me, and he goes, Dave, we want you to see. We want you to. You guys are on camera. You do know that. Well, you're, oh, you're not? You got it on me? It's on this camera right here? Okay, so let me look at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're in your fight. So anyway, they're sticking their tongues out of each other. Uh-uh, not Disgu- like that. No, 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 disgusting. no. Anyway, uh, they they said, we want to take you, you up. not get me in trouble. I won't. They want Me too. They wanted to play a brand new music video for me and tell me how I liked it. So... Myself and Jan Garvin, who was with me, uh, go make ourselves comfortable in the viewing uh, booth. And they played uh, Beat It by by Michael. Yeah. And that was the first black artist ever to do it on MTV. And uh, it was just, it was fantastic. And they said, well, what do you think people will think? Because remember, this is back in the early 80s and... You know, they didn't know, would white America accept a black musical artist on, right. you know, television? And I said, man, if they don't like it, they don't like music. They don't like it. That's all, that's all I could say. And I, I don't think they knew that I was from the, you know, northwest Indiana and, and knew all about the history of Michael Jackson and how talented that guy was. And just amazing. Just, it went on to be huge. He was pretty, t- he was amazingly talented. Yeah, he was amazingly However, talented, but strange. he was strange. Very strange. Hey, Prince was strange. Oh, Prince was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince was, and, and, and Prince was really, really talented. Little guy, too. So was Michael. Right. 
little guy as well. But anyway, I'll get back. We'll come back. We'll talk to you about uh, what's going on in the world. All right. Want to get into this whole thing about illegal immigration. You're going to hear from a legal immigrant that became a citizen and what he thinks about all this sanctuary city crap. That's all coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM. The answer. You got it right. All right. We're back with you. Where'd you go, Val? Oh, you're way over there. Yeah. He's over on the other side of the studio, Russ. He's out of control today. Doing her, doing things. Trying to tell me where I gotta be. Yeah, well, you gotta be right where you're at so that he can get you on camera. Okay. I'm gonna be able to get you on camera. I'm sitting here looking at you right now. Very good. All right. Why are you? <laughs> so the bottom, I'm just looking at Facebook. I I check. Make you sure know, I don't have a Facebook. It's all happening. I know you. A lot of people are giving it up. I feel free. Like, I'm doing Instagram, but I'm only doing, like, inspirational things. You cannot focus 24-7 on politics. It will, like. Oh, I don't do it on politics. No, I know you don't. I know you don't, but. I get in arguments with people because they want my show to be be four hours every day, you you know, five days a week, 52 weeks a year of nothing but politics. And politics and. Look, your I'll brain talk, will explode. I will talk about the stuff that I think is important. Yeah, it's your show. Because Tell this them my show, and I've got to talk about what I think is important because I got to, you know, I can't talk about everything. So, like just a moment ago, when we got into talking about, you know, female musicians, and uh, and I brought up the the lady who played with Michael Jackson on the This Is It tour as they were getting ready for it, and uh, you know, was playing some of uh, her music. It, it needs to be played, yeah. and it's cool to talk about, about that And you'll stuff. get a text saying, why aren't you talking about politics? Yeah, I don't want to hear about music. Well, you know. Then flip the channel to listen to more, some music. There's more to, there's more to life yeah. than just politics. I've always said that, and uh, I live my life that way as well. Like, I love movies. I'm to, I'm going to a movie as soon as I leave from here what today. What uh, The Quiet Place. Looks, hmm. looks uh, kind of interesting. It's a horror movie, a new horror movie. Got a great cast. And it's about an alien race that is evidently attacking the earth. Is it kind of like V? No. Remember the V? Yeah, I love V. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. They, they, uh, if you make noise, they attack. That's how they know where you're at. Ooh. And uh, so everybody's like living in silence. That does sound creepy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks creepy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see that tonight. How could you live in silence? Yeah, think it's like it. everyone's dead. But a good question. That's what, you know, everybody has to act like they're mute. I would never survive. Yeah. <laughs> I would be the first yeah, one. Yeah, you'd be the first find. one to go. <laughs> you'd be the first one to go. <laughs> anyway, what was funny is last night I started thinking about well, what you do is set up a plan. You gather all of your military people, sneak into a place, right? And then set off a big explosion and. The aliens all attack the big explosion, and you're, you then attack them all, get rid of them. Maybe you know this is just a movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is just a movie. It is just a movie. This I agree. This is not real life. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight. And then I uh, love movies. I love lo- losing myself in movies. Yeah, I got to get my buddy Mark and and his wife uh, together. And uh, I, number one, I want to hear about their trip to the Holy Land. They just came back from the Holy Land Sunday. Uh, they, they were over in Israel, I think, for eight days. So 
So I'm, I'm wanting to talk to them about, you know, did it change them? Everybody I've ever talked to that's a follower has gone to Israel. It opens up their faith even bigger. So I want to hear what they have to say about that. But the movie I'm going to go see is Chappaquiddick because that opens this weekend. And that's all about Ted Kennedy when he drove off the bridge and Mary Jo Kopechny drowned in the car. And Supposed everybody knows we talked about this Tuesday here on the show. And it's just a disgusting story about power and how money can buy you freedom. He but they're celebrating it. Yeah, he don't, no, it's not celebration. The, liberate, they're, they're, the liberals are celebrating it. Well, they want to celebrate Chappaquiddick, go ahead. But uh, they're not celebrating the movie because it does not paint Ted Kennedy in a favorable light. Well, not the movie, but, you know, the Kennedys. Well, the Kennedys, they're support, they, they, they do. I don't understand But that. people have to, fig- have to learn that Camelot was really Caliglia, okay? It was made up, yes. It was. It was, it was all, that all the front of it. To, it was a PR we thing. We wanted the king and queen, like England had. Yeah, then, and, and, and we got it at that time. And that's, and, and, but there was a lot more behind that. All the presidents up to that time had been older men. And now you had, you know, this young guy who won the presidency, who had this beautiful wife. And I'm going to tell I you, President Jackie, Trump's yeah. wife Classy. makes me think of Jackie. Jackie Kennedy. That's and what she does. Everyone said that about Michelle Obama. And I no. was like, I was like, are Please. you kidding me? Please. Well, her, her portrait especially makes me think of Jackie Kennedy. Whose portrait? <laughs> Obama? Michelle, Michelle. Obama? <laughs> oh, my. You you mean how yeah. Jackie Kennedy, how she would not yeah. dress? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because I used to get so mad, and I was like, why are you so worried about I'm like, I'm not worried about what it, it's just the fact that somebody says that she is the next Jackie O. When you look back at her pictures on the campaign, and she was trashy. She well, was ugly and gross. Well, bottom line. I don't mean ugly and gross. I'm just saying that she was not classy like someone made her to be once she got once he got elected. Jackie, Jackie Kennedy, was natural. Uh, I'm just telling you, until uh, Trump's wife, there has, I don't think, been a first lady that exudes the same kind of of class that Jackie Kennedy exuded. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and, I thought Laura Bush was, you know, classic. and I like Laura Bush. I liked, uh, Reagan's wife. I, you know, oh, I, love I mean, Nancy lady Reagan. bird. No. no. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Eleanor you know? Roosevelt. <laughs> you, you, you talking about Lyndon's and wife Clinton? and not Bobby's dog. No, I'm talking about Lyndon Johnson's wife, you know, Lady, Lady Bird, Bird Johnson. Johnson. Uh, but I'll give her credit. She didn't go around showing off of her appendectomy scar. Um, <laughs> you know that story about Lyndon Baines, don't no. you? No. He, <laughs> he showed a scar? I, I can only imagine if some of these guys back in the 60s were alive today doing some of the stuff they did Hey, then. let me tell you, people he, still do those things. He, he, he would undo his pants and pull them down to show you his appendectomy scar. Was he trying to... No, he's just showing his scar, Are man. you sure? The other I thing, was shot in the buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing... The other thing that he would do is he would carry on. Would you like to see it? <laughs> he would do his. He Why would, didn't you try out for Forrest Gump? He would do his morning his morning meetings with his cabinet. Did you hear about this, Russ? It was in a, a book here just recently. While he was on the toilet, he would have the door open 
and was talking to his his staff. I'm horrified. <laughs> That's Lyndon Bates Johnson. Look, if he could get away with that because he convinced any everybody he was all for civil rights when he killed them underneath, uh, you know, uh, Eisenhower. That he was the biggest racist who ever lived. Okay. I'm still... Zach says there's a scene in the movie with him taking a bathroom break and doing that. Is I'm there, traumatized. They got that in there with Woody Harrelson? <laughs> I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized oh here. Oh, my. I, had, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Zach. When you're in the restroom, the door must be shut. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been married. I don't uh, care how long. I don't want to hear it, see it, touch it. <laughs> I'm not wiping it. <laughs> there you go. I'm I mean, with, okay, I, I understand. You don't have to go any further. Oh! How can people do that? Well, I'm just did. saying, and all that. It was have Lyndon a Baines Johnson, the man. Yeah. Couth, no was couth. uncouth. He really was. He really, really was. And, uh, yeah, just, oh, man. It's amazing what that guy was What like. movie but is that you're talking about? I want to see. Was, what was it called? It was about LBJ. Uh, Woody Harrelson played him. And if I'm not mistaken, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston played him. Okay. So maybe he'd been cooking meth before he did the movie. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit too much breaking bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. Breaking. But, breaking. So they, breaking actually, they actually did that. That's, yeah. that's interesting because that just came out here, here fairly recently. The movie was called All the Way. All the Way. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, me too. Is it on Netflix? Do you I'm know looking. that? It's on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. I got that too. Well, I got Amazon thanks to Zach, and so I'll watch that. I'll have thanks to, to watch Zach. It. Yeah. You I didn't s- know about Amazon? Well, no, I have. Am- I knew about it, but I didn't want to pay for it. And I have when I want to see a movie on it, I use his code. But you get free shipping Cause, cause if you have it. Well, but that, I leave I Zach have all of this. that. I just do it, you know, once in a while when there's really a movie I want to see on Amazon, you which is not very Zach's often. <laughs> I mean, the man in the high tower like that, you know, I like watching that. So what can I tell you? So I, I like him. where were we? We were going to go we somewhere. With this. Okay. So we, I'm going to talk a little squirrel. bit. And we're going to talk about uh, the whole thing about illegal immigration. Yes. But before we get to that, we've got to set it up by playing something from Guy Benson. Uh, and he talked about that anything Trump does, even though other presidents have done it before is always looked at as being abnormal and crazy. Here's Guy. Why is this such an urgent priority right now for the president to sign? There's right. a lot of speculation in the country that this might have something to do with something the president saw on television. Or it might have something to do with the fact that the president wants to shore up support amongst his political base. Congressman Ruben Gallego tweeted, using the National Guard to border security is very expensive. For what it would cost the Guard to make just two arrests at the border, we could give a homeless veteran permanent housing for an entire year. Wow, uh, reporters going after the White House plan to deploy the National Guard to the border. They could be heading there right now. The thing is, though, both Bush and Obama administrations have done this before. So why is the media acting like this is unprecedented? Yeah, good question. Join us right now, the political editor of townhall.com and Fox News contributor, Guy Benson. Guy, I don't remember that level of concern when Barack Obama did that. Yes, so there was a National Guard deployment to the southern border under President Bush. It was Operation Jumpstart. Mm -hmm. and then Operation Phalanx under President Obama, 2006, 2010, respectively. Thousands of National Guard troops sent down there to help 
with the interdiction of drugs mm, and really? processing of people who were captured at the border, illegal immigrants. And so I think that what we're seeing now, as we so often see with this president and this presidency, there's less attention paid in some quarters to does this decision make sense versus oh my gosh is this a threat to the country why is this happening it right. seems like anything he does is treated as abnormal and crazy and it detracts from the policy debate and they're trying to frame it as unprecedented right. or bizarre when in fact as i just laid out it is fully precedent there, there you go completely precedent done by bush done by obama Trump does it, and everybody loses their freaking mind. Ah! You know, I mean, go crazy. Because they don't know history. How can you not know what happened in 2010? Because these these kids. It's not the kids. This is the media. I know. They're all, look at them. I mean, seriously. I mean. You know the producers. Operation Phallix. Look, Dave, you know, it wasn't Alex, you know as much as I do that these producers in the news media are just out of basic. Most of them are Some just out of high school or college. By the They're way, kids. did you see Charles? Did you see Brokaw on the other day? No. He looks like he already died. <laughs> That's not very nice. Do you remember what he looked like when we were at the RNC? Oh, yeah. He did. He looked like the Crypt Keeper walking around the RNC. Hmm. <laughs> You know? <laughs> did you get that? Did you get that? Off? <laughs> did you see his face? He did. He was walking around. That's one show, a creep show. Yeah. That's what it was, the Crypt Keeper. I yeah, love that. that. HBO show that mm-hmm. they had on for years yeah. and the Crypt Keeper. But that's what Broke Hall looks like now. Really? Yeah. He like. How did that go, Dave? When he went, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> He's got the if, camera on you, you now. You've recorded it, sir. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be able to. Make that laugh. You get that Man, laugh. Crap, I missed it I know. Again. I see it over there on the thing. <laughs> anyway, that's the bottom line about the, the, the this about what Guy Benson is saying. They treat President Trump as though what he does has never been done before and is a threat to the union. Not so. I, I just told you as we started the show off, we were talking about what President Trump is doing with the Chinese. We did this with the Japanese about 35 years ago so it's just it's nothing new i shaved my head so i can't pull any of my any of my hair out i'm just saying i'd have to pull i'd have to start looking like something from hellraiser and it's spring and start, start pulling my skin off or something i'm not going to do that i'm just telling you that uh, president trump is not some crazy man he is a very calculated guy he knows what he's doing. He just pretends now, a to be lot crazy. Of, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people have figured this out because his uh, his numbers are up to 51% now, people who like him. Mm, interesting. And he, it just keeps going up. And the more he treats and takes care of this whole thing, dealing with illegal immigration, the better. When we get back, uh, let's hear from uh, Christine Nielsen about uh, from the DHS talking to her about how sanctuary cities are endangering border patrol officers as well as uh, Huckabee Sanders saying the Democrats don't want a solution to DACA. Uh, On top of that, I want to play a a piece of audio from a naturalized uh, citizen uh, that you'll want to definitely hear because he gets it. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI roofing. Uh, We're going to get more rain later tonight, 100% chance of rain tomorrow, heavy thunderstorms at times. If you see any water in your house from a leak, 
First of all, call PI Roofing and Home Solutions to report the leak, to get them out to your house, to tarp up your roof, to stop the leak as fast as they can, and then get you on the list to get a new roof on to your house. But to have them come out as well after the water has been stopped and to look at what the damage is inside your home. And if you need interior painting or drywall repair or if a tree fell on your house and you need some carpentry work, some exterior painting, they can do that. Uh, take care of the insulation that's been destroyed, ventilation and things of that nature. All that can be done now through PI Roofing. They have uh, people on staff that they work on the issues inside your house. Saves you a lot of time, saves you a lot of money. All you have to do is call them, 501-687-6246 or online, piroofing.com. All right, we continue the Dave Ellswick Show. How much time we got here left in this? About four minutes before we got to be uh, Fox News. All right, let's play. Let me play this piece uh, that happened in El Sedino in California. They they were arguing there uh, about uh, the whole deal about sanctuary state and uh, trying to stop uh, the whole the whole thing about uh, uh, making all the states be sanctuary cities and and all of that. And this gentleman uh, showed up in front of the, the town board. And here's what he had to say about uh, the illegals and the dreamers and stuff. Here we go. I speak to you as an immigrant myself. I came to this country 45 years ago with me and my mother, okay? 45 years ago, we were not offered sanctuary. We were not offered an easier, softer way, okay? We were told you have to be an American citizen, and here's what you have to do. And we did it. We worked hard, and we put in our time. Okay, and we now I now have a piece of paper hanging on my wall called a naturalization certificate that says I am a proud United States American citizen. And if I can do it, every single person that's a dreamer in this room can do it. Every person that's undocumented in this room, they could do it, too. That was pretty, pretty straightforward, wasn't it? Man, I completely agree. And, you know, the more people who have done it get angry at the people that come over here and don't do it. Because they're like, I had to do it. I, I, you know, I did it. I waited my time. I I made it happen. Have you ever been to a a citizenship ceremony? Oh. Yeah, it's 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 very. It's as good as going to a swearing in for the military. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And these people are just so, they're, they're like, we did it. We did it, you know, and it gives me chills thinking about it because they wanted to come they here. Want they wanted to be, to be American. An American citizen. Yes. You don't have, see, you don't have CNN and MSNBC or even Fox. You don't have them asking the question of the dreamers, well, why don't you want to go and get regular citizenship? Why don't you want to be, they have to go back. To be nationalized? Because they have to go back. Yeah, see, and that's. That's the process That's the that problem. needs to be worked on. Yeah, it could be worked on. I'm, I mean, I agree with it. It can be worked on. But I want to play that one more time because it gives me, it, it does give, give you chills. Bumps. It gives you I chills. Know. Here's a guy came to the United States, uh, well, I think he said 45 years ago. He doesn't say how long it took him to become a citizen, but I can guarantee you it, it probably took him 10 or 11 years to do it. Here's what he had to say about it. I speak to you as an immigrant myself. I came to this country 45 years ago with me and my mother, okay? 45 years ago, we were not offered sanctuary. We were not offered an easier, softer way, okay? We were told you have to be an American citizen, and here's what you have to do. And we did it. We worked hard, and we put in our time, 
Okay, and we now I now have a piece of paper hanging on my wall called a naturalization certificate that says I am a proud United States American citizen. And if I can do it, every single person that's a dreamer in this room can do it. Every person that's undocumented in this room, they could do it too. That just gives you yeah, chill. He laid get, it look out. Look at the hair on my arms. You can see it on the. It's just standing he up. He did what you. Here's the key. I hope a lot of those people that want to be citizens, they figure something out that allows them in some way to seek, they want to seek citizenship to make it. Not just being given to them. It shouldn't ever just be given to you. Uh, it's something that you earn if you come from another country. It's something that the people of this country say, okay, you did this, you did this, and you did this, and you did it right, and we've set that up, and and that's the way we've set this up, so welcome to our nation. But you don't come to me and break the law the first thing you do. That's the first thing you do as a criminal. And say that you want to be part of my country. Right. I don't buy it. When you don't adhere by the laws. All right, Fox News, and we're back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back. We're sitting here in the studio. I hope that you're uh, tuning in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. And we're, we're Facebook Live, the whole show now. Uh, and, and if you go to you know Facebook.com, Dave Ellswick Show later, if you go down the left-hand side of the page, just click on video, and we'll have every hour – you know, we'll have a uh, some kind of uh, ex, uh, explainer about <laughs> it's going to be hard today for us because we've just been all over the place, uh, you know, what we've been talking about. And then you can watch it later. You don't have to watch it right now. Just keep that in, in mind. Well, before I get back to getting on with the show, Sunny's Auto Salvage wants you to know that they are your number one choice for recycled auto parts. If you're like me and you drive your car until the wheels fall off uh, because you don't want a new car payment, uh, the best way to keep your car up is to get to real, real uh, close friends with Sonny's Auto Salvage. Just telling you. Uh, they are hooked up uh, with their salvage yard with thousands of other salvage yards all over the United States. And whether it might be just a mirror that fell off your, uh, you know, uh, windshield to a tail light to a transmission or even a complete engine. It, it could be any of those things that you need for your car. If you'll give them a call at 982-7451, they will take good care of you. Uh, Sunday's auto salvage is more than just, you know, you go out and strip a part off of a car. That's not the way they do business. Uh, they go get the parts. They test them. They make sure that they work. And then uh, their people, if you want them to do it, will do all the mechanical work for you. Uh, they did for my 2009 Corolla. They took the old transmission out. They put the new transmission in. They put a bigger uh, cooler on that transmission for me. Uh, they they did a great job. Car runs like a, like a top now. No problems whatsoever. And uh, they did it all. And on top of that, I got a three-year warranty, parts and labor, and on top of that, uh, unlimited mileage. Typically, you get a three-year warranty, you're going to get 36,000 miles. Folks, I drive 36,000 miles in a year because I like to drive and I like to travel. I like to, I like to travel. And I get out in my car. 
I like driving. I, I like being able to see what's going on. I like being able to get off the roads and stop at the small towns and stop on the way uh, out west and uh, sample some Arkansas wine and things of that nature. I love doing that kind of stuff. I bet you a lot of you do too. Well, I've got almost 300,000 miles on my Acadia 2010. I mean, I've, I've, I'm put some miles on that baby. And the bottom line is that I, I'm not going to put a brand new transmission in it or a rebuilt because it will cost probably close to twice the amount that I'll get from one of these uh, total cars that uh, Sonny's can get a uh, transmission on off of, and they work well and they're in good shape. So when you think about fixing your car, think about Sonny, Sonny's Auto Salvage, 982-7451, 982-7451. And RD will be there probably, or unless he's out of town like he'll be next week because he's got to be up in Washington, D.C., hobnobbing with all of the politicians. As you know, he's been like one of the big muckety mucks. He's been like the president of their organization. Right. He just gave that up, but he's still got one more year of something else that he's doing with them. And he's going to be stopping in and sitting in senators and congressmen's office. And That's what I do when I go. I'm going uh, at the end of the May. I'm working on a conference and we take everyone and we go. And All right. I like, you know, if I'm just visiting for like a week, I love Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like I, going to Elvis Smithsonian. I don't want to live there. I oh, do see, not. I love, now that I don't have kids and have to worry yeah. about what school or whatnot, yeah. I would love to live in D.C. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, but you can be alone you and just even, have a blast. Yeah, but you can't have a gun. Yes, you can. Yeah. Have, yes. You try to get try to get your license and see I, well, how I know. difficult. It's very, hard to, it's very hard to get a concealed carry yep. because you have to say, like, oh, I'm going to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> when, what date, and what, yeah, you what know, time. It's that kind of, yeah, but, pre-crime. Yeah, it, yeah but it, it's, anyway, I would live in Maryland probably. That might be better. Don't live in Connecticut. You can't have an AR-15 there. I don't have an AR-15, but if I ever wanted one. Yeah, you want to be able to get one, right? right? Okay, all right, we're, we're good on this. All right, so let's talk a little bit about sanctuary cities. And uh, I, that piece of audio I played from the nationalized citizen uh, was from uh, Escondido, Escondido. There we go, Escondido, in California, and uh, he was there to say he didn't want to see sanctuary cities, and it causes a lot. Problems. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen talked about this, and uh, here's what she had to say: that sanctuary cities endanger border patrol officers. Uh, our country's security. For you to win this case against California. I, well, to me, I think it means a lot. Uh, but the reason might not be what you think. The reason is because there are so many misperceptions about a sanctuary city. So if you bear with me, I'll answer your first question by telling you uh, how I think about it. Sanctuary cities, the concept began way, uh, many, many years ago to protect illegal aliens who were victims of crime. That's how the concept started. Mm -hmm. It then became perverted over time, and now the sanctuary is for the criminals. So I think you've heard many administrations say this, but I'll say it again because it 
it's true. When we cannot arrest those criminal aliens within a safe setting, such as a jail, we have to send our agents and officers into the field. It puts them in danger. It's no longer a controlled environment. But it also, very importantly, puts the legal, illegal, but otherwise legal, meaning they haven't committed any crimes uh, after the illegal entry, it puts them in danger. Sure. Uh, because now we're, we're taking a potential violent situation into their community. All right. So they're right. They're right. It, it causes all kinds of problems. I'm, I'm waiting for Little Rock to start passing out their Little Rock ID cards. Yeah, that's we know that's coming. We've been told that's coming. Have any of your sources been telling you this? No. Okay, I've I've been told by three different people now that it, it, we all know that it's been considered. It's been brought up in public uh, by the city council. And then they kind of put it on the back burner because when they first brought it up, people were going, uh, what, you know, what, what do you, how? cause the only reason you want a city card like that is for illegals. Right. That's the reason you want uh, the ID card. So, uh, I brought it up, you know, with J.R. Davis, he has said the governor will not stand for it. He's been very clear about that, says Jr. Uh, there's people have been uh, talking from law enforcement say they won't stand for it. Look, there's three pl- there's three places here in the state that are kind of out front on this. Little Rock sees, seems now to be in the lead, like they're like they're running to try to be the first city to say, "See, we're the first ones with the ID card." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, is Fayetteville. Of course, they're the ones that the whole gender, uh, you know, fluidity thing and stuff and the, the thing that they wanted to pass there at the city council, that's still being fought in court of trying to override a state law, and they're going to lose that case. And then Eureka Springs. You know, Eureka Springs has every, uh, you know, fruit, nut, and flake that's in the state hangs out there. The crazy people hang up there now like going up there once in a while don't want to live there like going downtown seeing some of the the artsy fartsy stuff because i like artsy fartsy people who are using their talents and making stuff they got the 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 one store that they sell all the hot stuff i like that place a lot and i like the fudge store i go there and buy about four pounds of fudge that i bring (laughs) back with me to, to little rock i always do that when i'm in charlotte in the airport yeah. The fudge, Rocky Mountain well, fudge. I, I oh. love I love fudge. But yeah. the, uh, these three cities are are crazy. They're they're doing things Look, it's that not are the against city, the law. It's the people that are running it though. Yeah, well if the people <laughs> that live there are putting the people in there that's running the city, then they're complicit in it. Fifty percent of them probably. Yeah, well. It has to be fifty plus one. Right. All right, get people 51%. in there. Fifty one. So that's the that's the point, uh, and so the other people aren't doing what they need to do to stop it. I know that Eureka. I've been to by a lot of people that Eureka Springs is is having quite a bit of problems, not having a lot of money to run their city and stuff. A lot of people getting point that they don't even go there anymore. That they don't want to be there. They don't want to be up there. Unless you're riding a motorcycle, you know. Or something. Yeah, motorcycle or See, the, the you, you, you happen to be gender fluid 
You know, you want to you want to hang Isn't up there. It, yeah, I don't want to go see people get married. Yeah, okay, but that's the point that I'm that I'm I'm making here. But they're they're whole, they're all into the sanctuary city thing. Fayetteville is and Little Rock. I don't believe any of them have taken it, and especially Stodola. He doesn't think enough to Mm-mm. to worry anybody. I don't think, except that he does things that he doesn't think about that cause all kinds of problems, and this will cause all kinds of problems. It's going to cause them a lot of legal problems. Stadola uh, is not the, the one we need to worry well. about. Bruce Moore is the one that's going to be there even after Stadola leaves. That's what we need to worry about. He's been there before Stadola. He'll be there after Stadola. He's the one who pretty much makes our decisions in the city, not the elected official, which is crap to me because I don't see why we need to pay a city manager and a mayor. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, that's another topic. But I, I and I agree with you, uh, but. You need you're gonna need a, a mayor that's got a pretty strong hand that's gonna to have to deal with that. Right. Now, because I'm just telling you that this is coming. It is coming and it's gonna happen here in Little Rock, and you who are living in Little Rock are gonna be saying it's what and why do we need this? And they're gonna say, Because the people who live here, uh, they need to have some uh, have an ID card for identification purposes uh with uh for the police and things of that nature bottom line they shouldn't be getting that from the city they should be getting that through the federal government mm-hmm. all right they you you don't you're gonna you're gonna end up being a an illegal magnet and by when i say illegal i'm not saying criminals that you're bringing in i'm you're gonna you're every every illegal immigrant that thinks that this is a safe haven will be here they will come here and with the the goods the good ones that have come there will be many bad ones who will come as well i have not i i've told you you want to be a member of this this uh, country i'm all about it but you got to do it legally you don't do it legally you don't belong here it's that simple go home all right dave ellswick show we got 13 minutes uh before uh four o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back. Val Emmons is here with me. You hear her on Saturday. Yep. And she starts her program at? 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, right after Shane on, plays radio. Actually working on a show now. Are you? I thought, I thought you were ignoring me. I'm uh, not ignoring you. I'm listening. <laughs> Look, I'm a woman. I can multitask. Okay. So what are you, what are you uh, getting ready? Who are you going to have on Saturday? Um, this Saturday, you'll have to let me look, but this is Scott Husing that I'm working okay. on having on. It'll be for the next Saturday. Okay. So we had, we had Scott on when yeah. we were at CPAC. And he emailed ago. me. He was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot to get back to you. And you wanted a book. And my yeah, mom's he's like, a guy. Oh, he's a you great remembered guy. me. Now, if you yeah. want a book, I got one in the, oh, yeah, the other I need, I want studio. to borrow it. Oh, you can have one. We'll, we'll be happy to give you one. Yeah. Won't we? Won't we, uh, Russ? You can have a book. Don't ask Russ. Russ is my pain in the butt. Russ has been mean to you today, hasn't he? (laughs) He's been mean to you. He's been mean to her. Do not start with me, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what's happening, just so everybody knows the behind the scenes here. Now that we're doing Facebook Live. I won't be still. We all have to sit in certain places. We we all have our little X that we're supposed to be over. There's no X, though. uh, Well, we tell you just think that there's an x and there Val, but you because can't of that, do that camera sitting in front of you dave yep. looks like she's got a giant mole on her face 
Oh, wait. So you're trying to make me look pretty? Oh. Uh, but I'm anyway. sorry, Russ. Anyway. Thank you. you look like the Borg. <laughs> That's what I call you. Now it's you. on your mouth and your chin. And Dang it. No. Yeah, oh, looking. because of that one. There, there you go. go. Yes. Is that better? That little bitty camera sitting there that shoots this Dave. One right here. Is that better? This is a very cool camera. Yeah. That thing is like one and a way. half inch by one and a half inch. And, uh, you know, Russ can push the button. It's in my and, area, and bring, Dave, and, and it's not it, cool. And that way I can be looking right at you and talking is to you. Is that better, Russ? Yeah, you're better now. There you go. Aww, you got it. Uh, he was looking out for me, and I was just being a pain in the butt because yeah. I thought he was being a pain <laughs> in the usual. butt. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. What's, <laughs> what's that? See, we can say that that is not abnormal for her. Yeah, I'm not abnormal. normal. <laughs> We got a break. We got a break. If we don't break now, we'll we'll run over, and then Russ really will get upset. Here it's the Dave Ellswick Show here at one hundred one point one FM. The answer. Continuing on, Dave Ellswick Show. We're at uh, three fifty four. If you want to know who that woman came in the studio <laughs> was, uh, that was Lynn Dyer. She is one of the uh, AEs here. She'd be happy to come out to you and your business and talk to you about advertising here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and let you be one of the uh, chosen few whose businesses uh, are on my show and that I talk about. You know, all the businesses that advertise with me, I do business with. And mm-hmm. I know the owners personally and I know them really well. And I know that they're going to keep their words to you and they're going to uh, give you the kind of service that you want. I mean, it goes with, you know, um, you know Gary Horton over at Horton's. It goes on... Uh, you know, Earl Donaldson over at Arrow, uh, David Lucas at, uh, you know, Lucas Financial, John and his wife over at, at uh, Safari, and uh, Joel Johnson at PI Roofing and RD over at uh, Sonny's. I know all these people. I don't give my word on a uh, company unless I am absolutely sure that uh, they're going to follow up on their word. There's been some you might run into a company once in a while and you ask them, you know, uh, why don't you advertise on Dave Ellswick show? Well, I did it one time, but I don't do it anymore. And they won't tell you what the reasoning is. And it's because, because they didn't I, send their word. I dropped them. Right. That's how I am. I, I was, like- it was a pool company that, uh, absolutely treated people absolutely terrible. Uh, and, and when, uh, and they had done a pool for me, and I had all kinds of problems with them. And when I sat down with the owner after uh, one of my listeners called me up and complained about the way they were being treated, I sat down with him. I said, man, if you're going to treat me terrible, I can only imagine what you're going to treat my listeners like. Right. And I've gotten some callers from my listeners, uh, some calls from my listeners. And, uh, you know, when, when it runs out the end of this month, we're, we're done. We're not going to pick up anymore. Well, we want that to continue on. Nope. Nope. My, my word is all that I have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if somebody's not doing things they're supposed to do, then, uh, I don't do business with them anymore. I mean, right. you can't please everybody, obviously. Well, I agree. However, if they, but I know when, right. when they were calling, they were talking about uh, time frames and stuff like that. I knew what they were saying was absolutely true. All right, next uh, uh, hour, uh, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, saying that the Democrats don't want a solution on DACA, we'll, we'll, or DACA, whichever way you want to say it. 
Uh, we'll have her statement on, on that for you. Talk about it a little bit more and, uh, who knows whatever else we'll, we'll track down today. There's been a lot of things going on. Oh, I know there is something I want to talk about, about the story today in the local paper and, uh, this whole thing about the AG who's got this opioid, uh, suit against uh, several of the makers of the opioids and trying to uh, show that they have been negligent in the way that they were marketing uh, the these uh, opioids and stuff. And then there's a local uh, uh, lawyer that's trying to get in on it as well. And I don't understand why I don't, this is, this should be dealt with, with the, the top, basically law enforcement person of the state, which is the attorney general. It won't unless it's involving Medicaid. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's supposed to, well, I mean, obviously the Supreme court decided Dave, here's the thing though. It, and I've been through this with my son with the, um, the whole Jansen deal that we had here. And, uh, when Dustin McDaniel was awarded that money, I, you know, I was like, okay, so what is that? How's that help my child? Well, it doesn't do anything. It goes back into the state fund. Well, so it's got nothing to. It, 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 that, that's that's if that the money. No, 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 no. Listen, that money should have been if it was going to be used for your son or other no, people. No, no, no. It's not. No, I'm just saying if it were, it would be determined. That would be determined not by the attorney general, but it would be determined by the legislature. So, bitch at the the people but, who but were then the, the, the Democrats that were in charge then but when the attorney general gets in, involved in a case like that for medicaid it's because that medicaid paid for a drug that they shouldn't have paid for it's got nothing to do with your personal injury well bottom line it's up to the elected officials the are- that's what happened but uh, we'll talk about it when we get back here on the dave ellswick show i hate uh russ you think let's talk about this on the air um you got a uh, note for an interview request, which you forwarded to me. This always happens this, uh, the way we do this. And this is a lady, uh, Debbie Shriver, that yeah, uh, I spoke to her publicist this morning. Has written a book to, to uh, add closure to the Tony Alamo story. I mean, that's scumbag. Okay, uh, l- let's let them know that. Yeah, we would love. Uh, and, and to have her on, it says, please consider interviewing Debbie about her important work with children who have found freedom outside the cult and who have shared their stories with her. And of course, uh, this month is child abuse prevention month. Cults are still affecting communities throughout in Arkansas and America. So, um, so it's Jill Knight. That's who you talk to. Okay. But tell her, yeah, we can put the, we can happen, uh, make this happen. And ask when I think she said uh, Debbie was going to be in April. Is going to be here in April. Um, I'll probably we're looking at maybe the twenty. Tell her I'm looking at the twenty fourth because uh, on the twentieth when she's getting here, I may not be in the seat here because on the eighteenth I'm having the rest of my teeth pulled uh, to have my. Uh, new dentures put in my false teeth my or as they like so my appliance yeah let's say that's monday right the 24th you got your calendar right there 
24th is Tuesday. Okay, 23rd. Do you 23rd. Do it on the 23rd. 23rd, 3 o'clock. 23rd at 3 p.m. You got it. All right. That takes care of that. So we'll talk about Tony Olamo, the man who was should be a poster child for child abuse. No. He's dead now. He's met, met his ultimate judgment. So we'll talk about him on the 23rd. I thought he was done. Uh, who says that's going to happen? All right. So anyway, big story uh, n- nationally right now. I saw this just before we came back on the air. Let me jump on this real quickly for you. Here it is. Where is it? Uh, they're saying, this is the word now, uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, signaled that he saw a strong chance of reaching a deal with the United States and Mexico to revamp the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. Remember the president? NAFTA, He ran, uh, the president ran on renegotiating NAFTA. So evidently he's going to keep another promise that he made to us. Uh, quote, we have a high chance of reaching a win-win-win deal for Canada, United States, and Mexico. With the pressures of the elections in Mexico and the U.S. elections, if we could announce something at the Summit of the Americas, that would be great. That's in reference to April 13th through the 14th when there'll be a gathering in Peru. Foreign Minister uh, Freeland headed to Washington to meet with her counterpart, U.S. Trade Representative Leitziger, who Wednesday met with Mexican Economy Minister uh, Guajardo to try to reach an agreement in principle on NAFTA. The trio are to get together for a working dinner tonight, according to public broadcaster CBC and hold talks uh, tomorrow. Freeland said negotiations in seven rounds of talks since last August had made, quote, some good progress, unquote, in overhauling the, think about this. That'll make you feel old. You ready? I already feel old. 24-year-old trade pact. NAFTA has been around for 24 years. And we've been getting ripped off ever since. Thanks, Bill. Several uh, stumbling blocks remain to be resolved, particularly Washington's proposals on rules of origin for auto manufacturing, a sunset clause for the agreement, and a dispute resolution mechanism. But the administration of U.S. President Donald Trump is increasing pressure to uh, quickly reach a new trade deal at a time when uncertainties about cross-border commerce are weighing on Wall Street. And ahead of July's presidential elections in Mexico in November's midterm U.S. congressional elections, the White House must also contend with market jitters over Trump's new import tariffs on metals and Chinese-made goods and Beijing's response, which has roiled the stock markets. Under the current agreement, 62.5% of the content of a vehicle must be produced within the NAFTA countries to move duty-free across borders. Washington wants to bump this requirement up to 85% with 50% of U.S. origin. That's a big change. Uh, If you heard what I said here, 62.5% right now of the content of a vehicle must be produced within the NAFTA countries. The change that the president wants is that 85% of the content would be from NAFTA 
uh, countries, 50% of that of U.S. origin, a proposal that uh, Mexico City and Canada have rejected. U.S. officials have not confirmed a Canadian media report that U.S. Negotiation, uh, negotiators may reduce or drop the demand. Freeland said in March that she and uh, others had made some progress on the rules of origin for autos, which she described as both the heart of and the most fiendishly complex aspect of the agreement. The Globe and Mail uh, citing unnamed sources said the U S and Canada also remain far apart on U S demands for quote by American unquote procurement rules and on opening up access to Canada's dairy and poultry sectors. Mexico. Meanwhile is reportedly holding out against the U S demand that would require automakers to source auto parts from factories that pay workers at least $15 per hour in line with U.S. and Canadian wages versus Mexico's current average wage of, take a guess, average wage, how much? Dollar. $3. What? $3. But they want them to raise it to $15 to be paying their workers like we pay our workers here. The auto parts sector is concerned that higher wages will increase costs throughout the supply chain, leading to uh, higher prices for vehicles, or a shift in work to lower-wage jurisdictions outside of North America. Companies would then have to pay a 2.5% tariff to import vehicles into the United States under WTO rules. In a speech Wednesday in Toronto, U.S. Ambassador to Canada Kelly Kraft listed other trade irritants, including a lack of U.S. access to Canada's telecommunications sector and generic drug market, and its relatively low threshold for duty-free consumer goods. So as you can tell, uh, that's a lot to be working on. This whole origin on the automobiles, and, uh, you know, Canada doesn't want to give us access to their poultry or their uh, dairy markets. Do you know what that means to somebody like uh, Tyson? or Pilgrim, or any of those that raise a lot of chickens, and if they can get in and sell, you know, at fair market prices in Canada, be a big deal, be a big deal indeed. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Looks like they're going to try to meet in Peru, and they're working to knock this thing out. They're going to meet tomorrow uh, as well, but a new form of NAFTA is on the way. We won't get everything we want, but let's hope under President Trump we'll get more than we did under President Clinton. (laughs) Right. Uh, President Clinton, I think, literally got us sold down the the river, basically, is what happened with with us. And then made Carlos Slim rich. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they gave him access to our telecommunications market, but we didn't get the access we wanted for the Mexico market. Exactly. And now... They fly around together. They're little buddies, you know. Oh, him and Bill? Oh, yeah. They're best buds. Bill, since the Me Too, hashtag Me Too, that's been out there for a while now, uh, Clinton has been kind of quiet quiet and not making very many personal appearances. Oh, 
around. I got a thing today saying that Hillary Clinton thinks that she is uh, like the leader of the Me Too movement. I'm like, really? <laughs> you you <laughs> stayed married to the man who the had an affair with cereal and multiple, and yeah. you also threatened the people that he had affairs with. I'm like, that's crazy. How can you even Because she up? thinks she can say whatever she wants and everybody will take it as gospel. That's where we're going, what we're looking at. So uh, here's a story you'll probably hear about at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Shaking was felt in Los Angeles today as an earthquake with a preliminary magnitude of 5.3 struck off the coast in the uh, Channel Islands. Uh, The uh, USGS map shows the location of a magnitude 5.3 earthquake. And uh, the tremor hit beneath the Pacific Ocean about uh, uh, 10 o'clock our time at a depth of about 10 miles beneath the surface, centered about 41 miles southwest of Ventura, 85 miles west of Los Angeles. It was produced by offshore faults that are part of the system that moves Southern California around a bend of the San Andreas Fault. That's going to be major if that ever well, you know, if it ever happens uh, so hard that it, like, you get a eight or above in San Francisco, half of that city is going to sink because it's all built on landfill. And no water because the, the water is all, if, if, if those pipes burst, they'll yeah. have no water, but the, like drinking water. But the bottom line is, is, that, is that the the land will liquefy. Mm-hmm. Things will start sinking into it. Not a not a pretty scenario to say the least so and it and it's they keep telling us it's just a matter of time the one that really has gathered my interest and i've been paying attention to it has been uh yellowstone and the super volcano there that is showing real significant signs of life now they, they say if that goes up uh those states will almost be vaporized. Because they're always like, oh, no, no, it's a geyser. It's always doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as much as it's been doing it. That's a worried thing. By the way, uh, I, I didn't know if you had knew this or not, uh, but they are they are uh, debating in uh, London now about knives. <laughs> are you serious? No, I'm, I'm How did serious. I miss that? Uh, 16, teens, not 16, but six teens, were stabbed in London in just over 90 minutes uh, yesterday after a man was knifed at lunchtime as the capital's violent crime wave continues. Following the first attack involving a victim in his 20s, three more males, two aged just 15, have been stabbed in uh, uh, Grove Road. Uh, One suspect has been charged with attempted murder after the trio were rushed to the hospitals uh, after being attacked at uh, about... Uh, 6 6 p.m in the afternoon today wow. however just over 30 minutes earlier another 15 year old was 15 year old was stabbed at 5 30 which is around a 40 minute walk from the mile end incident police have confirmed the condition of the east india dock victim is stable at uh, 6 57 emergency workers were called to the scene of another stabbing in newham where a 13-year-old boy was taken to hospital in a critical but stable condition. Three arrests have been made on suspicion of GBH with intent in relation to the Newham attack. The uh, son and officer pick, uh, 
the show's picking up blood uh, and blood dripping down a wall. London's seventh stabbing victim on Thursday attacked in uh, Ealing Broadway, wherever that is. I don't even know where that's at. That was at 7.05. The lunch tank attack saw police and ambulance crews swarm the area. Helicopters are being used to circle overhead. And uh, another resident said, good Lord, another stabbing. Stay safe if you're in London these next few days. Very scary. And uh, Indeed. they're not saying who's doing all of this. I mean, come on, folks. What are you going to do now? Ban knives? This, well, that's what they're talking about in London. That's crazy talk. Uh, Israel, and uh, last name of this kid, Israel, that's his first name, was said to be friends with a 17-year-old Tanisha Melbourne who was gunned down in a drive-by shooting. So that sounds gang-related. Um, cops today confirmed a 53 year old man died in a Betfried uh, on Wednesday afternoon after a fight erupted in the bookmarkers. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Scotland Yard said it is currently investigating 55 suspected murders since the beginning of this year, including the deaths of two children whose bodies were found in Sussex. I wonder how many knives we ha- murders we have here compared to other countries. Does but, anybody? But here's ever... here's a, the key value. It, it goes to prove, you know, you can show you all you need. The first murder was committed with a rock. Cain killed Abel mm-hmm. with a, a rock. rock. His brother. You know what was available to him. That's what he used. Mm-hmm. It, you you can take all the guns away from everybody. And they will kill. If they want to kill, they will kill with something. Why you can't get, people get put that? People, put people in prison. What do they do? They take. Shanks. They, they steal, yeah, they steal knives, uh, a butter knife from, uh, you know, the cafeteria and scrape it on the floor until they've got a, a pointed weapon and get some tape and wrap the bottom and they stab somebody to death with it. Right. If people want to kill people, they'll kill. figure out a way to kill them. That's why. The thing to do is the people who do the killing. Find out why they're killing. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Which brings up another part that I want to talk about when we come back. Yesterday, there was a press conference held with Senator Cotton and with the AG about uh, opioids. And they started talking about fentanyl, which you don't need a lot of fentanyl to OD people and kill people. Mm Mm-mm. Tom Cotton said yesterday that he did not agree with what President Trump said about the death penalty for all drug dealers. But he said if they're dealing fentanyl, he's in. And so did the AG. We'll talk about what we're going to talk about when we come back. Let's talk about that. Give you a few minutes to think about it. I just brought it up. So now I see the I see the words. They're whirling in her head. You see that steam over there, too, Russ? Can you see it? <laughs> we need like a noisemaker for that. All right. So let's talk about uh, Errol Plumbing. I was talking about Earl earlier and how great a guy he is, and that one of the things that he tries to do and does get done on a consistent basis is great service for his customers. Uh, they have several different parts to their guarantee. Let me give you just this one the no lemon guarantee. You know what a lemon is? A lemon is like, let's say you buy a car and you got to take it in like seven times to have things fixed on it. And then you prove that it's a lemon. In other words, it, 
you know, it's a piece of crap. All right. They guarantee that the equipment are, or the fixtures that they've provided and installed in your home will perform as they've stated. If any equipment or fixture fails three times in the first year, we're going to replace that item at no charge uh, to you, which goes along with their 100% satisfaction guarantee, which says uh, if a repair fails in the first year, we will repair it again at no charge. They back the work and they back the parts. And I, I know for a fact that uh, Earl got rid of thousands of dollars of faucets one year because they changed a piece of that uh, faucet from steel to plastic. And so he said, I don't want these if you're using plastic in them. I used them because you had steel. Well, he, they said, uh, we've, we've done that. And he says, then I, I want to turn them back in. They wouldn't take them back. So Earl ate the cost and would not put them in people's homes. Yeah. He knew they were, they knew, he knew they were going to leak. So that's the kind of person Earl Donaldson, the owner and the man uh, with the vision uh, has at Aero Plumbing. Aeroplumbing.net or just Aero Plumbing on Google. All right. We've got Fox News coming our way here in just about a minute. When we return, I want to talk with Val and uh, with you, A230965. Uh, this is a good one to open up uh, to the listeners and let you uh, talk to us about it. Yesterday, um, uh, the Attorney General and Senator Tom Cotton held, held a joint uh, press conference uh, talking about uh, the opioid epidemic that we have here in the, in the country. And fentanyl came up in it. And uh, he was, the, the, the Senator was asked if he supported the President's idea to use the highest form of punishment on drug dealers. And Cotton said, quote, I support the death penalty for people who are dealing in fentanyl. They're imposing a death sentence on the young men and women in our uh, society. So we're going to talk, talk about that when we come back. All right, so let me just open this up on, on the phones as well. 823-0965. Should we, as the president has suggested, and now as the senator... Uh, from Arkansas, Tom Cotton, and uh, the uh, Attorney General. Now, the Attorney General uh, said in the uh, the story that I have in front of me, Rutledge said Tuesday that she would consider supporting a change allowing Arkansas prosecutors to seek uh, death for pro- traffickers. Quote, the sort of potency that we've heard about today and that we heard about on a regular basis with regard to fentanyl deserves to have an equally potent penalty to go along with it. That's something I would entertain visiting with our legislators about. Nice job by her uh, to make sure everybody understands it's the legislators that makes legislation, not her. She only supports, you know, she only uh, makes sure that it's carried out. But the, the senator was uh, very straightforward. I support the death penalty for people who are dealing in fentanyl. Now, you can take kind of read between the lines for the Attorney General, and she's saying that she supports the death penalty as well because she said when you talk about the potency of fentanyl, uh, this is a terrible, terrible drug. So I ask you, a two three zero nine six five. 
do you agree that uh, the death penalty should be uh, uh, used with uh, drug dealers of fentanyl? Uh, I think it should have always been thought of being used uh, for people who are pushing drugs. Uh, you have to work out the specifics about, you know, how much. I mean, you've got one dose. That's that's different than if you've got like that last. Did you hear the bus they had in New York City in the harbor? They pulled. They got in on a boat, and from China, had over one million doses of fentanyl. One million. Fentanyl is what you're used to get off of heroin. Yeah. And now it's become. More uh, sought out than heroin. Yeah, bottom line, I'm just saying, bottom line, when you got a million hits of fentanyl, I don't think there should be any doubt. Of course, I think we need to revamp some things as far as the death penalty goes uh, so that uh, it's carried out in a much expedited way. But as long, I will make this statement, though, as long as being able to supply that drug to the addict that you've made of them where you go, Hey, try this, man. It's really great. And people try it and you can use it one time and you end up hooked on it. Bottom line, you, you know, um, people have a responsibility to not do it anyway. Yeah, as, you you got to well. figure out you something got, to do. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure out what to do with that part of the equation. So what do you think? Eight, two, three, Oh, nine, six, five. We got about, uh, 15 minutes here. I got some other things that I can throw out along the way too, that I think we should talk about or just, uh, I need to report to you about. And that is, uh, do you go along with uh, the death penalty? What's your thought on it, Val? I think for now they've said specifically fentanyl here. Now you're talking about if someone dies or if just, um, here's what I'm just going to read what he said. All right. Read this it again. Is what the, uh, what the, the Senator said, I support the death penalty for people who are dealing who are dealing in fentanyl. He that, didn't say that somebody had to die. Cut, right. uh, he just said if they're dealing in it, all right? Does that mean Okay, what about PCP? What about all these other drugs that are out there? Um bath salts, okay? You can't just put a death penalty on one drug. If you're going to put a death penalty on on something to that nature, first of all, you need to go back and change the schedules of all these drugs as well. Like, I mean, because that could that could like that could start a okay, you're, chain. You're talking around the question. No, no, no. I'm saying the question. Do is, I agree with him? No. Okay. No. All right. That's all I was looking because for. I think that people also have a, an obligation to themselves to not do the drug. All right. So you're you're a nay. I'm a yay. But just for fentanyl, and there would have to there have to be how many, how how much do they have? But see, that's, if it's one dose, no. But see that that's that's. But you got to do that. I, I don't think so. You I gotta mean, have, you gotta have if some someone sus- dies, sus- that's a murder charge. We already have a system in place for murder from a drug dealer. We do. We already take those kinds of cases to trial. If you were given someone a drug and it was laced with something, then you go to prison. And Okay, you go to prison, but what about maybe, the death penalty? I mean, maybe that's something that you instill there per case, but not not mandatory sentencing levels. I think that's crazy. I don't like mandatory sentencing anyway because I think every story has a, every case has a different story. But 
We have a caller. Nope. We lost. She, uh, hung, she hung up. I must she have said up. what she said or you did. Maybe we both probably touched on it. A two three oh nine six five. It's a simple question. Do you support the president's idea to use capital punishment on drug dealers, death penalty? And Cotton said, I support the death penalty for people who are dealing in fentanyl. The attorney general was a tad bit more generic in that she made the statement um, she would consider supporting a change allowing Arkansas prosecutors to seek death for traffickers, quote, the sort of potency that we've heard about today and that we heard about on a regular basis with regard to fentanyl deserve to have an equally potent penalty to go along with it. I think that's a yes. Then she said that's something I would entertain visiting with our legislators about. So, yeah, she'd be a yes, and she'd try to convince the legislature. Now, here's here's another reason why I would be against it, Dave, is because the drug dealer is not the trafficker. The trafficker is the person that you need to take out because you take the drug dealer out, there's going to be another another dealer to take their place. You're just doing that other drug dealer, the competition, a favor. All the right. trafficker, though, that's a different story. All right. So the dealing and fentanyl, that would be the trafficker as well as the dealer. Anyway, let's go to Stormy and Conway. Stormy, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hi. Hi. Um. Well, honestly, in my opinion, like with somebody who's got a constant addiction to drugs and I have no, like they just have no will to stop. And it, yeah, I mean, the whole death penalty thing to me for a drug dealer is a go-go for me. It's just, you know, I've dealt with years of family being addicted to drugs and it's never gotten better unless, you know, something was done about the actual drug dealer. Okay. Whether it be them in jail or prison or anything, you know, like that. But, like, uh, I'm not really sure her other name, but what she said, you know, oh, Val. was just going to pop up. That was Val. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> hey. you, you know, like, I've been called worse than up. that other one. Hey, Stormy, <laughs> i got to ask you a question. Did you just find 101.1 FM here lately now that we've changed no. over? No. No, I listen to 101.1. Okay. All right. So you're... You're, uh, you like how nice and clear and crisp we are in Conway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some pieces, though, I'm not going to lie, it's a little staticky. Yep, I'm sorry. We have that problem here in Little Rock, too. It'll get worked out. Yep, we're working all <laughs> that stuff out, but it's a whole lot better than it used to be. Oh, yes, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Uh-huh. We'll talk to you Thank later. You. Let's talk right. to Andy. Hey, Andy, death penalty for drug dealers of fentanyl. What do you think? I would have to say no on that. And okay. the reason being is from what I've seen, please correct me if you know, or about eighty percent of these people that are on these really strong opioids began with being prescribed it by a doctor. And um it seems that many of the smaller time people that are dealing are dealing it because they're addicted to it as well. And I think it's a bigger issue than just uh you know, take them out or leave them. Yeah, well, no, let's be clear here. I'm not asking about all opioids here. I'm asking about one specific, and that's fentanyl. Well, and then I go back to where where did people start on it? You know, it's not that these people started 
you know, they smoked a joint in high school, and the next thing you turn around, we're like, oh, I just don't try fentanyl. You know, right. you look at a far majority of these people started on the fentanyl because they were prescribed strong opioids by doctors to begin with and got hooked on them over a period of time. I mean, my and dad. It's extremely difficult to get off of those things. Yeah. My dad's in All a right. nursing home now because Purdue Pharma sent them to him for seven years. Oxycontin. All right. Let's go off to uh, Jeff in Little Rock. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Welcome to the show. What's your thought? I would say no. I'm not uh, for the death penalty for those who deal on fentanyl. Okay. Um, I, 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 you know, there's so many other drugs as well. Um, you know, like car fentanyl, would, would you support the death penalty for that? And, you know, chemists all around the world would just change the analog a little bit to where it's not fentanyl, and they would be fine but it'd still be just as potent and deadly um what i do support um would be the death penalty for like pedophiles and child molesters and all that that to me you're hurting someone innocent now i have uh, i have addicts. a i have a i have a whole list of people i would give the death penalty to that's my number one person i'll be honest with you but go well, ahead and then that's you know that's where i would go and i would gladly to donate the lead to uh you know in that problem. Yep. I, I agree with you. I appreciate your call. I got to get to a break. Thanks for listening in today to the Dave Ellswick show. Hope that you're watching, uh, perhaps on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick show. Uh, give me your thoughts on Facebook as well about what you think. Should we have the death penalty for people who deal in fentanyl? Leave your, uh, leave your, your statements about that. And uh, we may not get to it tomorrow, but Monday I'll make sure we'll read some of those for you uh, here on the, the air. I think we, we, we need to have a long talk specifically about this. Hey, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics right here in Little Rock. Uh, they have some satellite offices all over the state, Fort Smith, Conway, uh, Benton, uh, I think up in Searcy and other places. I'm going to get the whole list for you, read it off to you one day. Uh, they want you to know that they are ready to take good care of you uh, dealing with whatever your problem is that you want to fix so that you'll have the greatest mobility or the greatest uh, increase in self-respect that you can have. I mean, Michael and Chris and uh, Gary, the owner and the father of uh, this great family and Tanya and everybody else, their number one uh, thing that they're trying to do is to make your life as good as it possibly can be. Give them a call, 501-663-2908. That's 501-663-2908. They're at 5220 West 12th Street in Little Rock. When you stop by to see them, bring your driver's license, bring your health insurance card, bring that piece of paper from your personal uh, physician talking about what is uh, the treatment that they're suggesting for you. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. All right, moving towards uh, the top of the hour, coming up in the next hour, uh, J.R. Davis from the uh, governor's office. We'll be talking uh, with him uh, about some uh, uh, topics dealing with uh, state issues that's coming up right after Fox News. Val Emmons is here with us. On the phone, Robbie from Mall Mel. Robbie, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, good, doing great. Hey, so they're wanting to put to death um, 
the uh, dealers of fentanyl. Uh, mm-hmm. But have they said anything about the CEOs of the companies that manufacture it? Yeah, that Those that was a dealers. question that I would have had. If right. the, the so, people who are pushing this stuff on the doctors, shouldn't that be something that should be considered? Right. So dealers. if you want to stop it at the source, if you if your if your end goal is to cut down on fentanyl uh, addictions then uh, say we're going to put to death those people who haven't kept track and trace of what they're supposed to do and who push this on society. And I guarantee you that right there would end it, but they don't want to do that because those guys have lobbyists where you just, where you guy on the street that's addicted to it because he uh, got his knee hurt or his back hurt and the doctor prescribed it for him. He's just trying to make it, uh, trying to feed his addiction, which is a health condition, not a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be treated as a health condition. But the guys who are profiting from it and the ones who push it on society, if you threaten to put them to death, I bet they can put a stop to it. You know, I would agree with that, and thanks for your call. That's why I've always said that there's, uh, when you look at, for instance, uh, what was the judge's name there in Conway that went to prison because he took the bribe? Maggio. Judge Maggio over there in Conway? Guess who has it? gone to jail the person who gave the bride bribe and evidently they know who that is so why if you accept a bribe it's wrong but you if you offer a bribe that's okay i think by law that's not okay so why hasn't something been done with the briber i really would like to know i mean what that's who all makes about. fentanyl yeah well i'm not talking about fentanyl here i'm just i just talking well, about this is this is something that goes on all the time and the the people at the very big beginning of the chain seem to get away with it all money rules he who makes the gold makes the rules you know fentanyl is made by jansen mm-hmm. well I, I don't think making the drug is where the problem was i mean i've taken opioids before and i'm glad they were there because i really needed them however uh, some of the people who had the rights to sell that drug, uh, went overboard and were, you know, making sure that states had way more than they needed. What was it, in 2016 here in Arkansas, we had, uh, for the opioids, uh, double the amount of population that we had here in the state. So that tells you. And, and then who are the people supposed to be keeping track of this stuff? I know that there's governmental entities supposed to be keeping track of the people who are, are making the, um, you know, writing the scripts for this stuff. I just like to know, sounds to me like it's a, a major, and I won't use all of it, a big cluster, uh, because everybody didn't do the jobs. It's just like the Parkland shooting. When you look at, Everybody who didn't do their job, it led to the shooting. Right. Not saying that the shooting was right. Not thinking that the kids shouldn't be found guilty. I'm just saying the police didn't do the job. The FBI didn't do their job. uh, The school system didn't do their job. And something bad happened because of it. So who do you punish in that case? How about you find out why people are so addicted to things? Yeah. I mean... If you if you stop the addiction, then you won't have to put people to death for selling it. That's just my opinion. If you kill some, if you kill somebody, do you sue the person who sold you the car if you're in a car accident? No, you sue the, if it if it was a a break in the car, 
something in the car failed. And but do you the, and, put them and, to death? And the people who, well, I, I mean, they I'm kill a, people too. I'm a, yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, just like if uh, in the death penalty cases where they found out that the prosecution held uh, held back uh, information uh, that wouldn't have found the man guilty of the crime and he was he was innocent, I personally think he comes off a of death row and the prosecutor goes to death row because the prosecutor most of the time knows that they were innocent that's and they what were i'm just saying trying he, for their track record he hit up stuff val thanks for being on the show today let me remind everybody conventional wisdom says you should delay claiming social security to maximize your benefits that's not the strategy that you should be using because it costs you tens of thousands of dollars there's a lot more to claiming your social security benefits than you know your decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes double your Medicare premiums, ultimately end up costing you tens of thousands of dollars. Learn how you could avoid this with a free customized Social Security review from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. He's the host of the David Lucas Show right here at 101.1 The Answer. And if you save $200,000 for retirement or more, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. Well, 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Matt Smith at the beginning of the show, talking movies, three new movies opening, good ones. And then the last two hours of the show, two of the best blues guitarists and performers here in central Arkansas for the first time in the same studio, going to keep you enter, going to keep you entertained here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, you can not only listen to it, but you can watch it on Facebook Live slash Dave Ellswick Show tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.